Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 109 of Beer Nuts the podcast. And, mate, today we are in arguably the most gorgeous place in the country, Breckenridge, Colorado, with Blake Schwartz, Lee Brewer of Breckenridge Brew Pub. Mate, thank yeah. you for having us, bro. Absolutely, buddy. We, uh, I just messed up, didn't press play, <laughs> didn't press record, and we, were, we, we got about a solid... Take two. Yeah, right? Could have been worse. We could have gone for 30 minutes. Yeah. Then we would have cried. Yeah. Lucky we were like a minute and a half, yeah. so it wasn't that bad. Um, so we're going to start with the beer. Uh, which one are we going to start with? Uh, we're going to start, uh, we're going to kind of work our way up the flight here. Okay. Uh, this is a uh, Imperial Shandy, okay. uh, 5.3%. It Perfect. is a lemonade with uh, raspberries, so Amazing. kind of like a take on raspberry lemonade. Yeah, Love it. Easy, Perfect. easy Perfect. going to start us out. Bit of brekkie juice. Yeah. Solid. So you're saying Imperial Shandy. Yeah. At what ABV is this one? Uh, it's 5.3%. 5.3. Yeah, so we did, a, we did the lemon shandy to start. And um, it was at 2.4% and just really wasn't selling. Uh, we tr- live in a town where people drink to get drunk. Right. It's tourist town. Um, people didn't want to pay $5 for 2.3% beer. Uh, anywhere else in the world, it would sell like hotcakes. But, but out here, <laughs> ski town, the right, so this is, But this also kind of plays on like the fun that we get to have up here. Right. So I brewed an 8.5% raspberry beer blended the two of them we're at 5.3 percent and now it's a lemon raspberry imperial shandy is that the name of the that's a thing yeah that's amazing oh it is now it is now i always like when people say like session imperial style right like, right oh yeah playing with the stupid names, it's stupid so names. exactly um, we'll do the beer photo if yeah, that is okay man. i wonder if we can get the uh oh, that pole is annoying let's do that can we get a mountain there we go legend yeah all right bro this is a great start um, so let's go into your beer story. So how did how does one uh, get into beer? One, what's, how what's does the one? Deal? Uh, well, how, how did you actually? Because uh, well, there's many ways. So I grew up in Texas. What city? Um, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, North Where Dallas. Uh, then I've always come here. Growing up skiing, I was big into snowboarding. Uh, my family's had a house here for about ten years. So you like your vacay? Yeah, yeah. You just come up here to, you know, just snowboard, hang out. And as time has kind of gone on, um, we we got the house here. Like I said, we've had for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was just starting to drink beer here. Um, and Texas is still a very, like, growing beer scene. It uh, it's, it's coming around yep. at this point in time. But 10 years ago, it was next to Dallas. Dallas Star. had, like... No breweries, right. basically, like literally nothing. Right. And um, so coming here and drinking beer, just kind of was going back to Dallas and started home brewing. Okay. And I'm a very, I guess I have a very like obsessive personality, so I don't really like half-ass anything. So I got into brewing, and it was just like took over all. Of, it took over my life, and 
started putting beer in competitions, started winning awards. I had friends, then breweries started popping up and I had friends kind of in the industry just because I gravitated like to that, that just from my love of beard, beer. And I don't know, it just, uh, I kind of wanted to get in the industry, give it a go. Um, coming up here and staying at the house, my family's house up here, started hanging out here at the brew pub. Um, and just bringing my home brew up here, uh, kind of mentioning to uh, our our head brewer here at the time that just, you know, like maybe I kind of want to give this a go, you know, because sometimes a hobby is best left as a hobby. Very true. And Very true. Um, so I just, after about two years of hanging out here, I got a phone call one night when I was back in Dallas and was just like, hey, uh, one of my brewers is leaving. Uh, do you want to move up? You've kept kind of asking, do you want to, you know, do you want to get into industry or you want to? So he uh, said, I can give you a job. I can only give you one or two days a week, um, but I don't have to teach you how to make beer. I just got to teach you how to use this equipment, right. you know, cause I'm like mashing in like a cooler that I like, yeah, like you know, just like total homebrew setup, you know? And, um, which I mean, it did the job, but um, dropped everything um, at the age of like 31 and moved up yep. here. Um, worked one or two days a week. I probably did that for about eight months. Okay. Uh, then uh, the guy who I was kind of training to, you know, fill in for uh, took off. I went full time, and I've been here, you know, um, in October. So next month it'll be four years total that I've been here. Amazing. Um, started out as like kind of a paid internship. Kind of like, like how I took it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we. I, I was brewing, that. so oh, straight to the yeah. So it, it the funny thing that like maybe some people don't understand is like actually the hot side is really the easy side that like you can make up for any mistakes. Um, once you switch over into fermentation and get to the cold side, right. that's where if you make mistakes, it's probably pouring beer down the drain gotcha. at that point in time. So when I showed up, he's just like, "I need you to make." Like, that's what I need you to do. Okay. So I immediately jumped into the brew house and really didn't learn much about the cellar, uh, mm -hmm. probably until that eight months time when he finally needed it. Because I was pushing to like, I want to do this, I want to do this. He's like, I just need you to do this for right now. <laughs> just chill, thing. Chill. Yeah. So yeah, I did that. Uh, like I said, kind of paid internship is kind of how I like approached it at first. I had yeah, a lot yeah. of free time yeah. <laughs> working one or two days a week. But um and then kind of since then, um, it's grown into a full-time job. You know, I've, you know, been promoted and up to lead brewer now. And, you know, um, we do we do have a head brewer here uh, as well. Um, it's me and him are the two full-timers. So okay. we all we do is work in the brew house. Um, we do have two uh, part-time assistants that help mm -hmm. as well. And I say part-time because the rest of the time they are behind the bar. So, right. so it's um, kind of like school, yeah. and, school and training them on. Yeah, which is really cool to have two of your brewers that are behind the bar. Um, people always want to talk because to them about it. You, you just have very knowledgeable people about the beer because they're yeah. making that beer, also pouring it. So very cool. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm very unique in that I just stepped into the brew house. Uh, all three of the other people that are in the brew house, uh, the youngest, like one working here she has been here for 13 years oh wow uh the other part-timer has been here about 15 or 16 and then jimmy who's our head brewer here has worked here for 22 years Jeez. so okay so you guys have some history yeah so um it you know it 
people kind of, you know, work their way into it. This place, I've never watched anybody walk in the door and start waiting tables. Right. Uh, if you are going to work here, you start at the host stand. Right. Now, okay. I have seen people work at the host stand for like two weeks and then start waiting tables. Right. But I've also seen people, you know, be at the host stand for months before they start waiting tables. This right. is, um, it's a very unique kind of atmosphere in that way. Um, we have one of the bartenders that's behind the bar started three months after this place opened up 28 and a half years ago, and he's still behind the bar. Um, and in the service industry, you do not find that no. kind of, you know, loyalty. you know how loyalty, how people like mm. stick around. Uh, I think it says a lot about the company. Right. Uh, it says a lot about the money that people they make yeah. behind the bar here too, That's to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, like we, we're busy all the time. Uh, there are, the thing about being in a tourist town is that we get these things, we call mud season, shoulder, okay. shoulder season, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. It's really the time between summer and winter. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you get two of them around that time frame. It just, it'll snow one day. It'll be 70 degrees the next day. It'll rain the next day. It just kind of, that's why they call it mud season. It's right. just nasty out, yeah. you know? Spring um, sucks, yeah, yeah for, for locals, that's our time of the year because this is our town during that time frame. Oh, because everyone's- um, Because no there's not a whole lot of tourists here. Um, those are starting to shrink uh, just with how popular it's getting up here, but- I can see um, why. Yeah, so even during those shoulder seasons, we're pretty busy mm. here. Um, it just, it's, this is an it's an iconic spot. I mean, yeah. it's the third oldest craft brewery in the state of Colorado. Right. Um, wow. Boulder Beer and uh, Wincoop are before us, and then we opened up. Um, like I said, that's 28 and a half years ago at that's this crazy. point in time. And this now. is, and this is an estate that is, there's a brewery on every corner sure and then is. there's a brewery next door to that yeah. you know like it's you know it hasn't gotten out of control because everybody's surviving um i you know there are breweries that don't make it but you really don't hear about that like just the there's a very educated beer drinker that yeah. lives in this state you know you could probably only compare that to like oregon places like that uh yeah here in the states, you know yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's other places. I, I haven't been to the Northeast and really drank beer, which I need to do because we'll probably get into because I'm a haze. The haze craze is a real thing. It's a beautiful so, thing. Do you guys do um, it? We do. We do. Um, that's not on our flight yet. Yes. Uh, I was, I, it's my favorite thing on tap right now, so I was kind of saving the Save best for the last. Yes. So, yes. so, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's so, amazing, man. I, really yeah. didn't, I didn't realize there was so much history. That's crazy. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Yeah. You're in a, this is this is a spot. I mean. I can see, like, I mean, I guess this building is, this is where it started, right? Yep, so right this here. this is the 20, 28 and a half year old. Yeah. I mean, like. This used to be a gas station. <laughs> really? Yeah. Best views. <laughs> gas station the best views ever. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a rough gig to uh, be sitting on your brew deck downstairs and looking out to this. It's, you know, I uh, somebody's got to do it. I just, I just decided it was going to be me yeah. and not let somebody else no. do it. it pretty you, much you take him up for the team. You're a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, I was drinking a little bit too, too quick there. What's you the, do your uh, thing, man. There's plenty of beer around here. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, I believe that the next one that I poured in order is, um, yeah, it's our uh, American Pilsner. So nice. also keeping it light. Um, I kind of half joke around. It's our New England Pilsner. Um, <laughs> why, I don't. Why did you, is it just unfiltered? Uh, we don't have a filter in house. Okay. I don't filter anything. Okay. I don't. Have I don't. I don't care about that. That doesn't. 
Like, it's not a thing for us. Yeah. Um, you know, I use kettle finings and other things that you can do to clear a beer up. The funny thing is, is like, you know, I've been brewing for almost eight years between my home brewing and brewing here. And I've never brewed a Pilsner. No, first time? <laughs> Until this. Nice. Like, and we go balls deep. So it's 20 <laughs> barrels, like, like just, just go for it. We Not do that all pilot. the time. We have other brewers that are like, you guys didn't brew like a pilot batch of this before? Uh, my my 10 barrel system is our pilot system. So okay. um, it's kind of, I compare it to cooking. Um, as a chef, you know ingredients, mm-hmm. you know the process. So I, I, it's the same thing. Like I trust that I can make a good product. Yeah. Is the beer going to be exactly what I wanted it to be? Maybe not, but it's not going to be something I'm pouring down the drain. Right. It's still like, still going to be a good beer. I have faith in myself and that. So I like that. that's why we take the risk. Yeah. That's why we just go for it. So the funny thing is, is like making a Pilsner, I guess I kind of wanted it to be clear <laughs> just because when you think about it, um, I'm, this has been lagering for like three weeks. It is okay. getting clearer and clearer by the day. Um, but it just, I used every f- kind of way to clarify beer that I have without having a filter. Right. And it's the one beer that didn't come, didn't really come out clear. Because you can look at the other two that we're going to yeah, get to on our flight that are crystal clear. I and thought then, this was a pill. No, right. Exactly. Actually, that, and that's the milkshake IPA, the one that I no. want. To be, and the one I want to be hazy really? is like the, the the clearest beer we have that is in our and we'll, we'll get to that that's a funny story so jumping so. Ahead of times. anyways yeah well, yeah hazy cheers cheers, yeah. cheers. <laughs> it's great yeah it, it, it um no not at all I it's just the yeast um that's it it'll, it'll it'll drop out I, It'll, as we pour the beer, get clearer and clearer and clearer and, and clearer. Yeah. That's and by just, the end of the batch, know, it'll be good to go. Right, were exactly. You, were you happy so. with it overall? Uh, yeah, I think it came out pretty well. Uh, we poured it yesterday at a festival. It was kind of the first, like, public offering of it, and people seemed very receptive to it. This is, so, like, brand new. Yeah. Yeah? It's, yeah, it's super fresh. So. Sounds? Do what? Sounds? No, it's actually uh, Matawaka uh, from New oh, Zealand. No shit. So, um, we just... One thing we do here is get the play and yeah, you get the just um, we'll go through our you know our suppliers hop list and just order hops we've maybe never messed with before okay. and um, just write a recipe kind of sometimes it's on the fly literally yeah, and make it work. just looking I wanted to make an American Pilsner I'm a, I'm a hop head for life and it just kind of an American Pilsner is a hoppier you know pills uh, if you think of Firestone Walker they're Pivo pills yeah, the like that's the definition to me of an American Pilsner right, right. so it's not that I was trying to make that beer but that's kind of the inspiration behind it just okay. my palate gets very fatigued drinking all these IPAs all the time sour have beer the like so I've been drinking a lot of beer that you would have caught me probably two years ago never drinking and this has been a style that's really come so it's just like let's make pills so that's 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 what we did so it's very uh, cool how it's coming yeah. back photo time let's get these mother there you go gorgeous nice. yeah alrighty so then the brewery itself oh my god the, it really does come through in the photo like the mountains it's just ridiculous you guys it looks like green screen I'll yeah so we actually are in front of mountains, guys. It's not. Uh, yeah, we don't have. We don't have. There's no green screen. They are not. I'm here. I will attest to that. There is no. This is not fake. This is this is real. Like. I wonder why it's coming out. Normally it would just be like washed out. Yeah. This and you know the funny thing is, is literally like 12 days ago it snowed here. 
Yeah? It snowed. <laughs> I like how it was being like three, three days later, it hit like 70. And this whole entire past week, it's been mid to upper 70s, which is pretty warm. Summer for us. Yeah. yeah. It was like this in July. The hottest temperature on record here in the town of Breckenridge was back in like the 50s. It was 88 degrees. Right. That's the hottest it's ever been. So hey, minus 32 is 56 divided by 2 is 20. Yeah, I'm bad so, with that. So like high 20s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, 56 would be like 25 plus the 28. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's literally that's the warmest it's ever been here. But really? I mean, you're also you're also two miles closer to the sun yes you know we're sitting at 9600 feet right now so like sitting in the sun it's warm you know like the difference between me and you right now is probably like 10 degrees (laughs) seriously you okay yeah oh i'm fine i wasn't i wasn't saying that complaining i just like it's it's crazy the difference between shade and the sun right right absolutely yeah yeah it's crazy nuts yeah the uh and speaking the altitude so interesting like we've been uh i guess it's been like and we got here Monday, so almost a full week. Right. And this is the highest that we've spent time at. And it's right. interesting, the whole altitude stuff with just how your body operates. And then, of course, right. you bring alcohol into it. Right, like right. Like, just walking back from the hotel now, we're just getting... It's not even far. We're yeah. Just, like, you can like, be in the best shape of your life, and it doesn't matter. You're going to struggle here. I mean, what what happens here is your blood thins out. And so your your blood isn't carrying the oxygen to your body that it's used to. Um, yeah. They say it takes two months for your body to fully acclimate that. to yeah. altitude. Yes. So then they say it takes two weeks to completely lose it. So <laughs> what, what does that mean? Oh, like just saying, like lose yeah. that. As soon as you go you back to sea level, yeah. it's like it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Someone was explaining it to us. Like I remember who, but they said something about like the blood platelets. Like yep. they, they're the way that they absorb oxygen yep. and they flatten out or something, yep. and that allows you. That's why if you go, like I think you were saying, because you. So used to drinking at altitude, you go down yeah. sea level and you're a machine. It's a machine. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. Don't take Blake out you're like drinks. you're like at the end of the night. I'll take a shot of tequila, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's looking at you like, like you want a shot of tequila right now. I'm like, I haven't, I haven't really caught that buzz yet, yes. guys. <laughs> We've been drinking for six hours. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so fascinating. Yeah, like, it is absolutely. At least it's not so bad. So yeah, all right. Yeah. So the brew pub itself, or the brewery uh-huh. itself, can you speak to the just the history of? Uh, of the place itself like. yeah so um as i mentioned earlier like third oldest craft brewery in the state um so you mean, know like early it's 90s, yeah early to mid 90s yep yep so um you know this is it they opened up here um a few years in uh they were bottling um downstairs okay. um here as well and starting to kind of try and get the beer down to the front range as we call it down to denver yes and all that we learned that term recently yep so um it was then after like I, I i don't remember the exact time frame but like three to four years something like that after opening up here they realized that it wasn't very practical to do all that in such a small location and then get the beer down to the front range as well. So uh, Breckenridge did open up a brewery, um, a second location down in Denver. Um, They bought a building um, about a year after they bought it. They announced that they were building the Rocky Stadium like right across the street, basically. So like a very well-timed operation. Uh, Some people know that spot is called Colorado Craft. Um, so they opened up there. They only brewed there for like three or four years. It wasn't very long there 
either because things were just taking off. They needed a bigger space even than what they had already moved to. Okay. Uh, so they moved to a location that was just south of Denver, uh, off Calumet. It's just street there. It's kind of an industrial area just south of uh, downtown Denver. Okay. Um, they brewed there up until uh, three years ago. Right. Uh, they were at that location. So um, I believe it was a 30-barrel system that they were on there. Uh, brewed there for a long time. Um, then about three, three and a half years ago, uh, they built our new facility, which is about 20 minutes south of there. So it's okay. in a town called Littleton, just a suburb of Dallas. Um, it is a 12-acre facility um, that they have there now. Uh, it's a hunter barrel system. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's state of the art. Uh, they take care of 42 states out of there. Um, I believe they're on pace for this year. I don't know if they'll hit um, 100,000 barrels this year or not. Um, I think it might be closer to like 85, 90. Um, but serious. the space was built out to grow to be about a 300,000 barrel facility wow. um, when it's all said and done, once they kind of get all the tanks like in place. So um, it's, like I said, it's state of the art. It's, it's an amazing facility. Uh, there is a restaurant on site called the Farmhouse. So the whole production facility we kind of all just refer to as the Farmhouse. Okay. Um, so it's a restaurant that's across the street, just a, like a street that from the brewery uh, that's there on site. Uh, out back, there's a huge patio, bocce ball, you know, uh, cornhole, fire pits. They've got a stage they built out there. Behind that is all open space. Mm -hmm. What that means is that nobody can ever build on it. Um, it's just Littleton, like open space. There's a bike path. There's a river that goes through that, and it just looks up at the mountains, at the Front Range. So, uh, yeah, it's quite, it's it's quite the facility for sure. And and all that, I I, I know this. We'll get into this, but all, and all of this was done prior to our um, you know our merger with uh, ABI. So. Um, that that all happened about a year or so After before um, you know this all like kind of came about so that facility was there um, like I said I believe it's 42 states now that they're handling serious so yeah. they, they built it up significantly prior to right right, right. okay that's so, really, like that was what I, one of the questions I had yeah. was like at what point did it like I guess they would have had to attract that interest so right they would have already sort of right had multiple facilities and, right and the, the accounts everywhere. Okay. Um, do you guys do any packaging from this? No, so we don't. So it's, um, it's it, all of our core beer, um, any packaging that you find around the States, uh, anywhere is all done down there at that facility. So gotcha. uh, what we've kind of been coined as, uh, I, I would assume that ABI kind of coined us as this as being uh, the innovation center. Right, like the experimental uh, so, side. Uh, do I have my core, our core beer on tap? Absolutely. Right. Um, you know, we have Avalanche, Agave Wheat, Vanilla Porter. Those are our three big guns. Uh, always have been. Uh, we always have those three beers on tap here. Okay. Um, the other things that are in the portfolio, I have in package form, whether it's can, bottle. Uh, we do carry everything across the board for the most part that they make down there. Okay. Um, we have 12 beers on tap here. Uh, 10 of them are on the board. Uh, the other two we refer to as the secret taps. Okay. Uh, so you just kind of got to know, you know, come in, hey, yeah, yeah. what's, what's your rotator, taps? what's on the secret taps. 
Um, we don't shy away and hide it from anybody. Right, it, it just, advertise it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool selling point for our wait staff as, oh, on the secret tap today, you know, right, is right. this. So uh, it's just our smaller batch things or like when a beer gets down and only a few kegs left, I'll kind of okay. shift it over there. Gotcha. Uh, throw something else up on the board. But um, yeah, so three um, of the beers are core. Um, it's not always just the three. Okay. Uh, sometimes half the list is our core beer. It kind of just really depends on the time of year. Right. Uh, we're really busy and it's really tough to keep up on a 10 barrel system oh, sometimes yeah, so um can people buy I'll, any package stuff here or uh like- we we do do growler fills growler. uh so we do the that uh we also have a crawler machine so we do those 32 ounce cans yeah, 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 uh to go sick. yeah i i Growl's personally i prefer that any day. Uh, cool. i i push for that the day i started working here about a year later we got it and we've had it for about three years nice. had a crowler machine they fly out the door yeah you know it's just a much better like selling point especially if you're trying to drink a beer by yourself you, can you don't need six you don't need 64 ounces sometimes no. you know and being the state that we're in very outdoorsy um just it, taking a, a can camping with you as opposed to a 64 ounce glass bottle yeah you know just makes that. a lot more sense so yeah so you can get any of our beer uh for the most part uh we do have a couple like we're gonna get in you mentioned the sexy motor oil yes uh, we'll get into that we'll try that i, I we don't sell that to go it's right. so it's so small i empty a barrel at a time right. there's like three kegs of that at a time i guess i don't it, you know you got a 13 and a half percent bourbon barrel aged stout that's been sitting for a year Damn. downstairs it's I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't pull that and I can't put a price point on that like <laughs> yeah it'd probably be pretty like right ridiculous. it's like sometimes we're like uh 50 bucks yeah, like I don't know how to even begin to price this out so yeah. but yeah so you can get any of our beer here um uh, to go in that format. So. Okay, that's pretty cool. So it's like, I guess it's that true brew pub experience. It's not like a fridge with the absolutely. bottles and stuff. Okay, yep, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So might as well like, get into it now. So the merger. So you were here before the merger and of course after. So it seems like from what we spoke about uh, off camera earlier, you sort of almost 50-50 with your time. Yeah, I'm basically 50-50. So you've got um, a, one of the best perspectives. I do. On, yeah. on it because it's literally yeah. even. Um, you know, I, I have my perspective from here. I, you know, the, the guys down at the production facility, you know, not to say they don't sing a different tune, but they but it might they might have a different, you know, kind of perspective on it. I can't really speak to that. Um, gotcha. I, I can only speak from my, you know, what I've experienced up here. Um, I don't, uh, you know, we, we talked about this before. Like, I, I, I don't get, I, I understand the hate, I guess, in a way, but at the same time, like, I don't really get it. Like, okay. who cares? Most, most of the people that are very vocal about it, sure, we both make beer, but we're not even competitors with these people. You know, you've got some of these breweries that are like sour breweries, you know, these guys, we don't, I make sour beer, but on a very small level here, a right. lot of it's kettle sours, but like you are a long-term, you're very small brewery, you know, you're probably brewing like 500 barrels a year and you're the one that's going to be the most vocal about it. Like when Vanilla Porter and I don't want to name any names, but let's just put a bottle, a 750 milliliter like sour beer on the shelf next to each other. Yeah. Sure, it's beer, but they're not even the same product. And it seems to be that people like that are the most vocal about it, which mm. I just personally, I don't understand. Right, right. Um, they've been nothing but good to us here. Okay. Um, I, I don't necessarily have access to things that other people don't. Sure, there's some hops out there. I think at this point there might be, there's some malts that we have access to as a company, but 
I don't I don't have any hop contracts here. Right. I fend for myself just like the the other guys that are here in the county. Some of the other guys here have contracts. Right. Never signed a hop contract before. I hit what we call in the industry a spot hop list, which is just like what they have Make on a call hand. Hey, what's up? Yeah, what I need get? this, 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 like thanks. You know, I need a couple boxes of this. Right. Um, they have leveraged us to not worry about beer costs. Uh, they want us to literally make whatever we want. Okay. They want us to push the boundaries. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about that they're going to come in and decrease the quality of the product. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't disagree with a statement more of what anybody else feels. Like, they're, you know, they do eventually kind of help with the brewing process. I've been involved with just to pick one product, Vanilla Porter, and mm. tastings of that they have made it on our behalf. And it's the process that we're going through to make sure that Vanilla Porter tastes the exact same is, I, it's it's very meticulous. This has right. been going on for two and a half years now. Like, and they still are trying, like, you know, so to say that they're coming in and cutting quality, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get you that. Seen anything I like don't that. I don't get that statement. It's the exact opposite if you want my opinion that they want us putting, you know, a good product out. They want it to be the exact same product. That's right. why they purchase us is, you know, to allow us to kind of operate as we were. They didn't buy us to come in and change, and change things. You right. know, like we joked around about like did I become a robot because two and a half years ago ABI signs my paycheck instead of Breckenridge Brewery? No, we're it's all the same people here. Right. You Nobody know, left. It's it's just no, not up here. Um, I think the production facility had some people that felt differently about it, okay. and that's fine. You know, that's your opinion. You do whatever you want. You know, it's yeah. I got it. I uh, to be like open book. I was not really stoked about it when I found out about it. I found right. out about it before in about an hour before it hit like oh, wow. public knowledge right um and why was that what uh we found out up here the night before um and well, why weren't you happy about it uh just the same reasons that everybody so doesn't doesn't like it way? just i just i'm a craft beer guy i yeah. make small batch and i just didn't know you know you just hear from everybody the hate 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 right but i've never actually i didn't know anybody that had actually been through the process you know and it was really interesting, some of the emails I got from friends. Okay. Um, I had a friend that was a sales rep for Oscar Blues at the time. Uh, she sent me a very long email that like, I still have saved to this day and read from time to time. And that she's just saying like, I never knew somebody that has gone through this, but I know you, I know you're passionate about beer. I know that you're not gonna change in these things just because somebody else is signing your paycheck. And it just meant a lot to me, you know, right. to hear it from a friend that's in the industry, you know, because she even like kind of had like this, I didn't know either, like how does this go, right. you know? And, um, you know, they, they didn't fire us all. They didn't bring in their coat and ties and, you know, come in and that's who's, there's a guy in a suit making beer now. It's right. not, it's not like that at all. And the people that are part of the high end, um, which is, you know, the umbrella that we're kind of coin being yep. under, they're you, man, they're me. It's, it's the same people, right? Like they're, they're crazy about beer right. and they want to make a good product. And, um, that's the experience that I've had. And I, I'll, you know, whatever my future is moving on from here, if it's, you know, to go elsewhere, whatever, whatever it is, 
I will never have any ill feelings towards Anheuser-Busch. Right. I won't. I, I, I just, I won't. Because you know? I guess they haven't messed with your life. They haven't no. interfered with your process. I have, I have, I have better benefits. I, you know, I don't, I've told literally do not worry about beer costs. That's not your problem. Right. You know, like we were talking about, like in our year, you know, we have a yearly review just like any like other any job. Year. Yeah, yeah. And my yearly review was push the boundaries further. Like, so you're like, all right, ginger milkshake. Yeah, like, exactly. So, you know, we have a few beers that we do make on the regular here that have become kind of house favorites. Yep. And they're like, that's great, but we don't need you guys to all of a sudden fill the taps with just your favorite beers. We need you to keep kind of going with it, you know. The, the two next beers that we're going to have are a testament to that, you know, trying to push push the limits on right. what styles are and have fun with it so um, yeah it's been it's been good okay good know? so it's always interesting like I was telling you just before we only other one we've spoken to was Magic Hat uh, who went through it wasn't through AB though and I know that the craft people have a, a pretty strong uh, generally a strong opinion on it don't meet many people who are cool with it I think it's mostly just because I guess the like some of the tactics that maybe I can't really speak to in detail. Like some of them, maybe anti—not anti-competitive, but just because like you look at that map and you see those things with the supermarket shelves. Right. I know I have that one little space, but AB owns literally every single part and it's kind of like systematically right. pushing yep. Yep. craft out. So I guess that, that's probably where most people have. I, I get that on the distribution side. I was kind of gonna get into that, but I just like I'm, I'm not on that end of the business. So it doesn't so, impact your life. Yeah, you which 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 I hate. Right. I can only speak from like what side of the business I'm on. Right. I never want to be in the sales end of this business oh, no. <laughs> period the like at all it doesn't matter whether you're the little guy the big guy i don't want to be a part of that yeah it's not what i do my craft is making beer right you know but you know this whole definition of like craft beer i didn't mention this like you're gonna tell me that i don't make craft beer i make a thousand barrels a year i make 10 barrels of beer at a time like just because of who signs my paycheck i don't make craft beer like i'm sorry like get the fuck out of here like that's it's that's dumb you know it's you've got the brewers association i have my opinions about that yeah i feel like they're creating this like they're creating another elitist like group right you know um i've sat at cbc like the opening like ceremony especially this past year in nashville and it's it, to me it's disgusting what, the, what they're creating. They're creating a divide in an industry that's on the decline right now. Right. And, you know, we're losing out to wine and spirits right now. Like, we all need to get together to make us all better. Why are you going to create a rift? And you're in a room of thousands of people that there's a handful of people that do care and are passionate just like the guys up there preaching to us because ultimately that's what they're doing up there. Right. But most of the room doesn't care, you know? It, they don't care. You know? They just want to make beer. Just want Let's make beer. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Like, yeah. you don't sit here and do this and travel around the world or, you know, wherever you go and do this podcast for no reason. Like, you get the industry. If you're in the industry, it's it's wonderful, you know. And that's what we've and, seen for the most, for like, everyone's always the coolest people. Right. And, you know, we kind of got into this, like, the other breweries in the county here, there's six others, six, seven, I don't know. We yeah. they keep getting added. Um, sorry if I'm discounting anybody. I don't mean that. Sorry, guys. But, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I told you before when we were talking off camera, like, they've stood up for us. Yeah. Like, they've we've had reporters come in and try and 
get them to like write articles about negativity towards us and every single one of them has stood up for us right they all say it's the same guys over there making beer right it's the same guys you know and it's pretty rare but yeah but and like i said what gets under my skin i think the most is the whole like i don't make craft beer like right are you kidding me like by by the yeah, by the brewers by the brewers definition. association definition of that the, you know? the right but then you have breweries like mm-hmm. avery you have all these other guys that have sold out enough not sold out but sold portions of their business that yeah. does get them also outside of the brewers association's definition of craft beer but then you know i go to bars down in denver and they still sell avery beer as craft beer are yeah. they more than 25 percent sold yes Right, like founders too. Right, right, okay. exactly. And I'm, I'm just mm. picking out Avery because I could just speak to local. them. Yeah, and they're totally, local. Like, totally, totally. I, man, I'll tell you what, those guys make they make some of the beer. best beer in the state. You know, and they're making the, they're ma- they're making the same beer. You know, and it's but why is a beer bar because they're gonna sell theirs as craft beer, but you're not gonna sell my beer because it's no longer craft beer. Where the Brewers Association, neither of us are craft beer. Yeah, right. It's very like I don't, I don't know. It's weird. very it's very biased, you know. And I, Where I just that come from. I is it hundred versus thirty percent? What do you mean by that? Like a hundred percent bought out versus the thirty percent saying whatever. I maybe agree. maybe like because founders when we spoke with them, it was, we did the podcast about a year ago, and they were like vocally I need, annoyed. I need a, I need a sip. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about this. Sorry. I, let's get back to this. We'll get back to that. We, we have two empty glasses yeah, here. It's, so. it's embarrassing now. <laughs> So this is the uh, ginger milkshake. Uh, so this IPA. is a ginger, the most crystal clear milkshake IPA you're going <laughs> to see on the time. planet. Yep. Read yep. a book through it. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no filters yeah. around here. But uh, my but pil- my pilsner is hazy. My milkshake IPA <laughs> is not. <laughs> you can't call it, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Man. Cheers. Fantastic. Yeah, a lot of fun, for sure. So. Um, it is, you know, it is built to be a hazy IPA. Uh, I brew it just like I brew all my other hazy IPAs. Uh, we actually made the same beer side by side. The only difference with this one is this one has lactose in it. Uh, yes. It does have some vanilla. Yep. And then it was aged on uh, fresh uh, ginger as well. Uh, okay, like, so I t- like I told you earlier, the thinking was a scoop of ice cream with a ginger beer poured over the top okay. of it. It's kind of the, the inspiration works. behind the beer. It does work really, really well. Um, why is it crystal clear? I can't tell you. We've made three of them here, and they all drop clear. It's what if it's a ginger that uh, like the things in the ginger? Right, but the only the only common ingredients between the three that I've made are lactose and vanilla. I've done a pineapple one, yeah. and I've done a tangerine one that tasted just like liquid dream sickle. It was wonderful. Um, Did they were they clear too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so strange. Right. I wonder what it is. Live and learn. Yeah, I, it, I do, don't. I don't hmm. know. We're on that kind of a yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I'm just trying to think what else could it be that make it makes it drop. Like, is it? I have heard other brewers say that they actually put flour. Right, and I don't. I don't want to make a beer hazy just to make it hazy. It's got to be natural. Uh, That is one of the things about the whole haze craze. Um, It's just a byproduct of the process. Right. It's not that... Right. right. What, like, why add flour just so now I have a hazy beer on tap? Yeah, Like, like, that's not what we're about. Like, I don't want to put flour in here. Um, I don't... 
you know, I just I just want to brew the style. Yep. And the outcome is a hazy product. Right. You know, and I don't know why why it comes out this. You know way. what? Yeah. That's my question. Hey, yeah, I do the ridiculous face all the time. Perfect. Um, I like it. I didn't know that was the no. gig. You didn't explain yeah, that. Yeah, I should have done it <laughs> I like to see how, how long it takes to pick up on it. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about this stuff? I had something and I lost it. Damn it. Um, was it about the milkshakes? Okay, no, sorry. So we have this joke with a bunch of other beer writers and YouTubers right, and stuff. Right, and right. We, it's become, it wasn't serious and it's become something that we talk about every day on Facebook and all that other people seem to. Right. Uh, we always joke about team lactose or team no lactose. Right. So like basically like, and it's all of us are pretty, not agnostic, like either kind of not obsessed with it, but we just like aggressively stand up for our sides all the time. For right, no right. Reason. So now I'm starting to ask more people what team you want. I, I don't dislike lactose, so I guess team lactose. My man. <laughs> it, hey. it does That's not it does That's not sex. bother me to be in a beer. It Bam. doesn't at all. Um, but you I know it? somebody. I have a good friend of mine that works at uh, New Terrain down in Denver, uh, which would be I, we can go through our list of where I feel you should go while you're down in Denver. I would love to. Hear and that. Uh, New Terrain is uh, they're actually golden, but they're like on the edge of golden. Um, Beautiful facility. Golden to the suburb? Uh, yes. Denver? Yeah. So you'll drive by Golden on your way kind of back down to Denver. I, well, I guess you guys are going to Colorado Springs Loop, but you drove by it kind of like up up on the way. But right, right. Um, he is lactose like junkie. <laughs> like he, <laughs> right, he's just like, yeah. Everything's got lactose in no, it? No, he just, he just works oh, there. Anyway, okay. They do. I, I would imagine that they have beers that have in it. Lactose but him, pills, periods, like him, he just like, he's like. I just love lactose in a beer. I like that. What's his name? His name's Michael. Michael Shell. Bru- Bruce Traveler 365. Go follow Michael. And Go follow Michael. Yeah. Hashtag Team Lactose on all of his photos. <laughs> yeah. He'll appreciate it. Him and his buddy traveled around for an entire year in a car to uh, hit 365 Bruce? breweries. They, I, they hit something like 500 plus during that period. Right. Once you get to some areas, you can knock out like ten in a couple of hours. Like it's not like <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> right. Flat but yeah, Bruce next, Traveler three sixty five. Uh, he's my homie. Uh, follow him. He still keeps up with it. Yeah. He's, they're not traveling anymore, but they still. He's agree. on a ungodly amount of breweries that he's visited across the country and in Canada as well. It's, Amazing. You know. So. That makes anyways, he's he's hashtag lactose, like you said, team yes, lactose all day. <laughs> Most people up here haven't been so far, and, uh, to my dismay. Right. But I feel like Colorado. It's probably a good question for you. The beer that Colorado makes, so clearly it's one of the top three, I would argue, uh, beer scenes in the country, potentially. Okay. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it was always one of the top ones for me. Right. San Diego, Colorado. Right. Uh, Portland, Oregon, and right. Vermont. Right, right. So the, the areas that we spent the time in in this last five or six days have been predominantly the Southwest. Okay. Uh, the beers I noticed out there were very English style, the typical. I can see that. Go to a brew pub, there's an amber, a porter. Right, right, right. The usual five or six. Right, right. Um, No real experimental stuff. Everything's just straight up and down. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is uh, accurate to, because I know that when we get to Denver or that general region, it's going to be completely crazy stuff. Yeah. So is that, where does Breckenridge maybe fit? in that world because already it seems to have been a little uh, more based on Broken Compass and then uh, the you know Ginger Milkshake IPA is pretty yeah, wild yeah so I mean like 
can you speak to that as far as like what um what you know i think what what i think you have kind of going into the beer first of all as you know like it's a really good time to be drinking american beer got that right um it's things are changing um i think you have a changing of the guard going on what okay. you have is older guys that have been brewing for a long time um that not that they're dictating what we drink, but they're they've just been sticking to what you just talked about. Tried and true stuff. Right. That. And that's those are great. I have no problem with all that. But what I think you have is like I'd put myself in this category. I'd put a lot of the other brewers that are here as well. Um I don't know if you guys have made it to outer range um, that's uh, here. Casey said to go, yeah. was gonna literally try on the way out. Yeah, it, uh, Lee over outer range is fucking crushing it. There's yeah. no other way to put it. Um, he's making some of the best hazy beer in the country. It is unreal. Okay. Like, and he right now, I was there, I drink there all the time. <laughs> he, he's, the he, he has he has a lot of uh, cans mm. for, to go so right now. Be the best way. So yeah, so Time you wise. can catch right, like we'll some of those. Again. I think he has like four or five different flavors and cans ready to go right now. All right. Um, he does like so. I think he's kind of inspired a lot of us around here too to, to kind like, of get into the haze and that. things like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of on the verge, like the line, like. Because the thing about Breckenridge is that we're so popular because we're only two hours from the airport. We're only an hour and a half from Denver. Like, it's really not hard to make a day trip to just come up to right. Summit County and Breckenridge. Um, down in Denver, you're going to find, like we talked about, um, Cerebral. Uh, that's I don't go to Denver and not step foot in that brewery. Uh, Station one? 26. It's another one that I do down. not. Now, we, we can, we'll go through this list. I'll do it after? I, I, I don't forget this that's list. All right. So, um, you know, Odd 13, they're kind of a little bit off the beaten path from Denver, but doing the haze thing, uh, doing the smoothie sours. Um, nice. I I did, sour like, apparently that's not a thing. Like, I was, uh, or not, like, that term, I think, is kind of being coined in Colorado right now because I was in Washington, D.C. DC a week ago. I'm in like the land of the haze. Uh, if you're ever in Washington DC, go to Church Key. You That's guys owe me for that one. <laughs> um, it, no, Church Key's like one of the greatest. That whole group, uh, they own a couple beer bars. Is the most outstanding beer bars I've ever been to. Their attention Jeez. to beer is unreal. You okay. know, um, they serve their beer at three different temperatures. Oh, their draft system it like is proper. Kinda. 42, yeah, yeah. 48, or 52. I think. You know, I wanted a stout, and sometimes I'll order a stout and another beer and drink my other beer and drink the stout. I was like doing that, it, and the guy's like, up. no, you don't need to do that. It's already served at its proper temperature. Like, that's how meticulous these beers Love are. And, it. like, you look at their IPA section, and it's 90% of its haze. I mean, you're in the land of haze. I did you not know? know that. And Add it to the list. They also, the they also in their sour section, um, have, you know, what these you know kettle sours berliner wises that have lactose in them hashtag team lactose my man and um <laughs> you're a good bloke, you're a good bloke um you know it's that they have vanilla and they have fruit in them it's kind of the whole milkshake ipa but in a sour form fantastic um i've station 26 refers to them as us as a sherbert beers or uh, you know that you get a lot. I I, I kind of like the whole smoothie sour thing. Uh, Both so of those names very attractive. Right, exactly. <laughs> but when I was up there, like 
Churchy had some of these on, and I was like, "Oh, the smoothie sours." The guy looked at me like, "What the hell are you talking about?" What are they called? So I, I, I don't think he really had a term for it. Sours with lactose, right? And um, so maybe that's a Colorado thing. And we have um, smoothie IPAs in Toronto. Did some and uh, found them in Vermont. Smoothie IPAs, but we did. We actually did a collab with a brewery in Montreal. That right. uh, We did it. We called it the Dreamsicle, and it was a orange. It was like marmalade. Uh, lactose sour but right. we didn't call it a smoothie sour it was yeah. just a lactose sour no milkshake sour is what we okay. call it yeah which I, same you know shit. I think it's so smoothie milkshake same back thing. to kind of like the broad of what I was getting at that like it's a cool time to drink like I think that American brewers are now pushing the limit and what I meant by the whole changing of the guard is that you have like younger guys coming in that are just like screw you on style and making their own thing um, you know, people. There are people that adamantly hate hazy IPAs. Oh yes, I know. They, I have gotten well. in debate debates with them. Like, to me, you're an idiot. If you, you don't like them. You're well, not. Oh. It, I don't care if you oh. like it. it if you as think a, that as, make a as a brewery, like I understand. Like you want to make your thing. You know, it's an art. It's a craft. That's what we're doing here. Yes. But it is the fastest growing style of beer in the country. Is hazy IPAs. At least in the continent, I would say, like, up north, like Canada too. Everywhere. Australia. It just, it, it, look at GABF right now. GABF, they finally had to create a category for the style. Yeah. And it out, it it out entered between pale ale, IPA, double IPA, New England, I think, KZ, whatever you want to call them. Um, It out, like, the entries outnumbered the regular American pale ale, IPA, double IPA, for the first time in 15 years. Yes. So you're going to tell me that you hate this style, but but this just outpaced something that has dominated our, you know, the categories of beers out there for the first time in 15 years. You know, I'm very happy to me. Like I don't like new England. Great. Call it that. Those guys deserve all the credit. They designed that. They, they have come up with this style. I think everybody's kind of made it their own. Yes. You know, right. But, I sat through um, what you guys need to come back for is in January to Big Beers, Belgians, and Barley Wines. Okay. It's a secret. Don't talk about it. <laughs> um, it's here in town. It's been around. It used to be over in Vail. It's one of the, it's for me personally, the most epic beer festival I've ever been to. I haven't missed it in like probably eight years. Right. And there was, they do seminars surrounding it and they did a hazy one. Um, New Belgium was involved in it. Um, they got with Outer Range, um, I forget the other breweries that were involved with it, but the Hayes guys here in town, mm-hmm. here in Colorado, uh, talking about the style, the IBUs, which we don't believe in IBUs here at Breckenridge. It's all bullshit. I have, um, I have heard that. And um, we don't <clears throat> talk about it. And people come in here and try and tell me that I don't know what I'm doing because I don't put IBUs on my menu, but, or on our menu. It's, 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 it's Anyways, yeah. that's a whole, a whole other, thing. a whole another conversation. But um, talking about like outer range, some of his beers come in at a like I think some of it, the one that he sent in to New Belgium came out at like 120 IBUs. Right, a hazy non bitter. That doesn't make beer. any sense. Right, exactly. That you want the definition of bullshit? There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I love it. They, um, it, fun, you man. know, it, it was a lot of fun and, you know, I was super stoked to see New Belgium, one of the bigger guys, like, get involved in this and they were using their lab, you know, because it's state-of-the-art, testing IBUs, going through this whole process of why is it hazy, why is it all of this and the mic drop end of the whole seminar was the New Belgium guys 
getting up and saying, look, we have this American IPA that is basically based off of a Belgian or a British style beer. I mean, that's where it's developed. It's an English and it's morphed into, sure, this American thing, but it's still, you know, it's still derived from, you know, kind of morphed from an English style, yeah, that was where it's style beer. And um, he he went on a rant about that is not a New England IPA or a hazy IPA. Is that not the American IPA? We developed that here. True. He, he just like, he stood up and he was like, this is the American IPA. Like threw his beer on the ground and like walked out the door. <laughs> the whole room like gets up cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. I so, never thought about that. That's probably, I mean, I guess the Americans invented the current West Coast type of IPA right. because of this, this style, but I guess it's the new American IPA. Right. It's very, very hyper-local. They don't travel well, so if you're nope. going to drink them, you're going to have to go to the place. So it encourages beer tourism. Like, they do a lot. And people, they're the ones that get people lining up and um, keep the money flowing into beer and stuff for those who uh, someone fly. When we put them on tap, they fly out the door. I bet. It doesn't, like... So, from a business standpoint, <laughs> as why a brewery, would why it? would you not make yeah. this style? I think, it, yeah. Like, I've had other brewers, like, very highly regarded brewers tell us, they were like, it's all bullshit. If you put a hazy IPA and a non-hazy IPA next to each other, you won't know the difference in your blind taste test or whatever, as in actually blind, so you can't see them to interpret it better. And, like, I didn't believe that. And this gentleman who was telling me, I'll tell you later, he's, like, super highly regarded. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe that at all. And I think that some people are, like, it's like, are you a hip hop dude at all? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's like the purest attitude. It's like, right. there's, I've noticed in beer, there's like that kind of like 90s rap, real rap is how it's supposed to be. And then all the new guys making crazy, you know, beers and stuff are like the mumble rappers and stuff. Right, and right, and right. Oh, like yes. Disconnect. That makes sense? Yeah. Because I'm a technically a purist in the rap. I've never world. heard this. I, I like where you're going with this. Yeah, I like this yeah. a lot. It seems to work. So, like, I don't know, like, I was probably similar age. So I came up in the 90s. I'm yeah. a hip hop dude from very young. And, like that was how rap is, and then mm-hmm. as it changed, like there was the drastic change has been in the last three, four years, mm-hmm. just like with beer, I would argue. Mm-hmm. So cause I've been into beer about seven and a half years, and like doing all the reviews mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I've seen that change. Everything was pretty much the same, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, in the last two, three years or something, whatever, it went crazy. So same with with hip hop, and that I was the grumpy old man, like nice no, bullshit. There's no fucking rap kind of saying. Yeah, yeah, saying yeah, the beats, yeah, yeah, the yeah. beats were cool, but I'm like. There's no, and I still agree that there's no substance or anything, but it's and eventually I just felt better once I just like, all right, this is what the kids do. If I'm 17, I don't care about Nas or Tupac or right. like any of the stuff that I came up listening to. So why would a brewer who's been doing it for 25 yeah, years? Man, this, I'm I'm gonna steal this from. Please you. do. <laughs> I, really, I, I really do enjoy this. Like, fantastic. It's, it, it, it is. It's the exact same. You get thing. on point, right? And, and it's, it's the changing of the guard. It's changing the same the guard, thing. Man. You just have like a younger crew coming in. We're making these different beers. People don't like them, but whole every, lot of people a do. whole lot of people do. So there's something to it, you know. And I kind of call it the cool kid, the cool kid like business model. Yeah, sours, hazy Haze. beer, big barrel aged stouts. Probably throwing a bit of lactose in there. Yep. Oh, probably in the lower end of the popularity right. of those ones. Someone, <laughs> right. I check team lactose. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Call the episode that maybe. Right. <laughs> Think about it. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Think about it. Yeah, but I feel like I feel, wouldn't it just be better? Like, think about you guys. Twenty-eight and a half years have been mm-hmm. open. Yeah. But then no one's stopping you making these beers. No. You're making haze. You're doing milkshakes. You're doing sours. Speaking of beer. You're doing. Speaking of that. But then, like, I, I think it just it would do people a bit of good to just be like, 
alright, cool, it's what it is. Like some people are agnostic about it, like, alright, oh, not for me, but I get it. You know, the kids are drinking it and it's right, cool. Right. Some people are just aggressive, like, no, right. this is trash, it's right. ruining beer, beer should be quiet. Like, I, yeah. the biggest the biggest thing I get with the haze is like the whole yeast and I like that it's yeast they're pitching too much yeast they've done all of this and like I get that maybe it's some back to the flower the whole same thing that some people may be doing this but to me they're not they're not doing it properly like it doesn't like you get like Weldworks we talked about earlier it's like places like that like they are doing cell counts on their finished product and getting the same cell count of yeast as a crystal clear beer like if wow, you're really? it, yeah, if you're doing it, if you're, if you're doing it properly, it is not yeast that is. I'm not saying it doesn't that yeast contribute. does not contribute at all. Right. But I'm just saying like it's just simply there's there's something happening. There's yeah. a lot of arguments, and if you want my like my take Please, on it, I am I'm, I'm very far from a scientist. I am not a chemist. I am self-taught. I didn't go through that. Like I just I started home brewing, and that's what I've done. Like right. I haven't, I haven't done anything. You know, I haven't been to school. I haven't been to any of that. So you're not a biochemist or no. any of that type of stuff. So, so what, what do you think causes it? What I think causes it because a lot of people are saying that it is this uh, dry hopping during fermentation. Okay. Okay. It's the hop. I make our house double IPA. We call it two planker. I dry hop that during fermentation, and it comes out as crystal clear as this. Right. Okay, what I think is lacking between the, my double IPA and my hazy IPAs is the use of a high, high percentage of protein malts, being it yeast, oats, things like that. No. So I think it's the combination of, yes, that dry hopping, there's something, some biotransformation happening, and like there's being studies, people are trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I personally think it is that the protein malts have something to do with that mm -hmm. as well. Right. So I, I don't know what it is. I don't, you know, but it's not over-pitching yeast, at least for us. Right. I pitch the same amount of yeast Every on my time. haze as I do on my other beer. The only difference is a lot of wheat, a lot of oats, yep. dry hopping during fermentation, and then this hazy product comes out. You know, like I said, like... I'll get my double IPA, my my hazy double IPA. You know, we'll we'll get to that, and that's yeah, we'll see that's my jam that. right now, yeah. and it's hazy, and I think that there's a fine line between hazy and murky. Yes. Um, I don't like murky. When I was at that church key, a lot of the beers I had there were pushed. They were a little bit over the line for me personally. Are the ones that look um, like like you can the, the separation of the head? Yeah. And the, the buddy was like, like and don't get me wrong, I drank them, I loved them. They're great beer, uh, but I don't know. You prefer That's, the haze to the milk. I do. Okay. And the, it, I don't, you know, like I said, I don't really know what it is, but all I know is that this is what I do, and this is what creates my hazy product. But I do a lot of the same things and make crystal clear beer at the same time. Okay. The X factor to me in that is a lot of protein malt, and I don't, you know. I, it's got to have something to do with it. Uh, yeah. A lot so of way. All right. So speaking, speaking of, of non-haze, non-haze, <laughs> and speaking of outside the box and new age brewers, this is our brew IPA. Oh, you got a brute? Yeah. Nice. So it's a brute Whoa. rose IPA. Hence, look how beautifully pink that is. Oh, that is so sick. So <laughs> oh, I had no idea. That's a good surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck, let's get it here. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. So talk to me. I'm not sold on this style yet. 
I'm still I'm not sold yet either. I'm, I'm curious. I'm this sure. is like, I am curious about it. Um, There's not too many around. I have a hard time calling this an IPA. My version yeah. or our version of this, I have a really hard time calling it an IPA at the moment. Um, we don't make things easy on ourselves. <laughs> Hence the playing around here. So our first brute, we decided to add 50 gallons of Malbec grape juice to it. Mm. Hence the brute rosé. Um, I love that. There's a substantial amount of hops on here, okay. depending upon who you talk to. Um, do they get that or not? Uh, it's Enigma fruit, is Enigma. the hop. So which it's, I believe it's Australian or New Zealand. I forget. We've we've been bringing in so many of those hops. They're wonderful right now. I kind of get cross and I. No offense to see the Aussies or the Kiwis out there. I just like same thing. They just (laughs) slightly. So we picked Enigma because of just the description. The descriptors seem to go well with wine. Like a winey type of. uh... Um, So I, I I know it's there. Uh, We put Enigma in another beer, and after we put it in another beer, it made a lot more sense at that point in time that it is here. Um, I don't know. The to me, it just like. Is it? I did not Perfect. know Enigma was I, I apologize to the Aussies out there. He's Australian, you're not going to Yeah, so you can say it to me. Okay. <laughs> I, I apologize for <laughs> I didn't even know that. I learned something today. I wasn't even offended. <laughs> so, yeah, fun. I mean, like I said, we don't make things easy. Uh, there is honey in this as well. Ooh. I get zero honey. No. I, I think it's gone. I, I don't even really tell people. I don't even... If you look at our border right now, we just call it a Brut Rosé Ale. I don't even call it an IPA because... Oh, it's Brut Rosé Ale is the name of the thing. Okay. Because I don't get a ton of hops, you know, on it. Uh, the other brutes out there that I have had, which isn't a bunch, as you said. Yeah, there's not that many available, right? It's hard to get. Thank you for that. I love um, faces getting more ridiculous as we go. <laughs> uh, they just kind of like fall off for me. Um, I take a sip, I get it, and then it's nothing. Yeah. Um, I do. I think that's a challenge. I do consider this the uh, fuck you to New England IPAs. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Have you had the original, the social? social I have group? not. No, no but I don't think they package it. I've never met anybody who makes them. Or anyone who doesn't make them, who've had that particular beer, like the OG, right? Just as a baseline, doesn't mean you can't. This is, this is genius. Like adding the grape juice to it, so sick. Yeah, Wellworks cool did thing. something different with. I think they used like Chardonnay. They went the white wine kind like of grape. Nelson or something, probably. Um, yeah, like that some kind of, of vibe. another just the red versus white. Um, I, I was telling you, I poured at a wine festival yesterday. And we poured this beer and people were going nuts for it. I mean, we had people like coming up, like I was told to come have the rosé beer, you know, when there's, when there's a 50 rosés in the room, you know what I mean? Like the perfect place, like to pour this beer. Right. And, um, I don't know. It, it's a lot of fun. Like I was telling her, cause we were, when we were downstairs pouring the beer, like I don't love it. (laughs) I don't hate it. But I don't love it. Um, we got a lot of differing opinions yesterday on it. The most people were very receptive to it. I had some people try it, and I felt like some people wanted to spit it in my face, you know. Um, which is the funny, which is the great part about beer. I love when people come and try beer, and they're just like, like they want to tell me, like, I, it's okay. I'm like, if you don't like it, it's fine. It's for everyone. Guess what? Why do you walk in a beer store and there is a wall of beer? Like, 
That's if you it. don't like it, it's fine. Let's like it's, it really doesn't it doesn't matter. I just and I walk in a lot of breweries and I don't like a lot of their beer. But the difference between I guess just my perspective on it is: is it a well-made beer? Is it yeah. clean? Is it free of off flavor? Like yeah. that's how I approach beer but i also obviously i'm just i'm elbow deep in this yeah. every day of my life so so it's, that's a good approach though this is really interesting yeah it's interesting is a very good way to put it but, but i'm liking it <laughs> it's kind of like having like a it drinks like a sparkling rosé like amazingly oh it is super dry i mean yeah. our reading on this was like 0.2 Play-Doh, Play-Doh, which is like, like low. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are getting negative readings. Right, I've heard about that. Uh, so the reason what? behind that is just ethanol is thinner than water. Right. So you just, it's just dropping below. You know, I've heard negative one, negative 1. 1.5 right. on some people's. Um, the guy that created the style, I've heard that he's actually added back in, like dialed that back to where they're finishing more one or two. I don't know that for sure, but. I'd like if, to the, know. if this is the man, yeah, this is the guy. <laughs> you know, that's I've heard that he is trying to dial back in a little bit of residual sugar, and maybe that I would I would enjoy that because back to the whole like they just kind of fall apart to me. It's just a sip, and then it's nothing. Yeah, um, that, but, I think that's the most common criticism I hear about it. It's exactly that, and it's it's like really like what hops do you use on it to keep the IBUs down as well? Because I think like twenty to thirty IBUs is technically like to style. But there's no style, you know, and that's the fun in it. Back to the whole Hayes conversation, like, this is evolving, yeah. you know? It's like as soon as he's put it out in the world, he doesn't own it anymore. Yeah. It belongs to everybody. Yeah. And it just keeps getting changed. I it mean, does. There's something, like, what's the word? Not to say romantic, but something, like, kind of cool about, like, you know, trying to make the, like, like the original one. Like, I had yeah. the original Goza from Riddegatz Goza from wherever it is in Germany uh-huh. recently. And it was fantastic. And it tastes like everyone's really making it to style. Goza is one of my favorite styles. Are they amazing? I have a cherry Goza in my fermenter right now. Gozas are amazing. But like, even coming, like, just to compare it to that, like, it's fun to go and see, like, oh, this is how the original one was made. I'm like, what's the original New England? I don't even know if that's documented. If anyone could go back and be like, is it like Hedy Topper? Because that's a Vermont. I think Hedy Topper. I was gonna go to to Alchemist, like because they're like arguably Hill Farms them. So Hill could be one for sure. I don't know when they brought in IPAs and when they decided to be hazy. I mean, because even like Lawson's, but they're like Vermont IPAs. But so I don't know if they meant different to do that. You know what no, I mean? No, it's just like, how they made beer. Yeah, based on the yeast and what they had right. available. But I, I, I like the fact that neither of us know. Like it's right. not like common law. Like you know, you know what the first yeah. like often a lot of these styles were. So it'd be interesting to see if how that sort of uh, evolved. But if it wasn't for that, I don't know, uh, creativity from brewers, like, it'd be much more boring if everyone's just tasting right. the same, like old pale ale tasting that whole This circles right back to what I was saying about, like, it's a good time to be a beer drinker. It really like, is. It's probably the best there's ever been. No, yeah. not sure You're almost uh, seeing, like, a renaissance, like, with it, yeah. you know? Like, kind of just screw you to all these styles that everybody's drank forever you know and it is not at all to discredit not like all. where that came from but you need to know the history it does and there's a reason why these breweries have lines out the door yeah and other breweries don't and it's not that the other breweries are making bad beer you know it's just that it's popular and they're small batches and they can't Man, do distribute you, do, you, do you know how many non-ipa drinkers come in here my favorite thing to do is plop a hazy IPA in front of them like what is this 
and they just have it because what what they don't understand is they don't like bitterness. Nine out of ten people that say to you, "I don't like hops," they don't like bitterness, which is a product of hops. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. It's it, that's what they don't like. So when you put down one of these non, you know, bitter, hazy IPAs, they take one sip and they're like. Like just like, like a light this? goes on and well maybe I do like that, IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> just like well you like this, you know. You like that. We actually took uh, Tiffany's mother, so a Jamaican woman who really just came up drinking Heineken and stuff, and her like Tiff's aunt and cousins from England right, came right, to town right. a lot about a year ago. So and her uncle was a beer guy, the older dude, so he wasn't didn't really understand. I'm like, all right, sick. So we took him to Toronto, Montreal, and to Vermont, and it blew their minds. Like all they all love the haze. Like the women who aren't beer drinkers yep. always went for. Yep. We took them to Foam in Vermont and they yep. loved it. Yep. Like Bellwoods in Toronto and they were drink, soaking up the haze. Like it was really cool to see non-beer drinkers. Like they almost always, if you give them a, a, a fruity New England IPA, every time. Yep. They love it. It's juice. It's juice, man. How can you the get juice. that? Juice. Uh, our our um, our house like hazy like IPA we call uh, now you know. So it's from, we were like East Coast, West Coast, Biggie, Tupac. Right. <laughs> so like Biggie, his song Juicy, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the no line, and like we were like, well, we'll call it Juicy, but there's a million Juicies there out is, there. There is, yeah. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. But you just put the last So line. we just put now you know, and that's the name of ours. <laughs> and it's kind of a play on like the whole, like like I said, Biggie Tupac thing. But then it's also like if you don't know what a hazy IPA is, now you know. So it's fun. We, like get a, we get a lot of inspiration for our names on beer from music around here. That's really so. Um, I like that. That makes it more interesting, cool. relatable to different folks. Um, I feel like we need another beer. Yeah. Yes. And then like another. Yeah. So whichever ones you want to include in this. I was going to say, I mean, we can drink as much beer as you want, but I have two in mind. So yeah, let's get, let's we get those two we can, we can end with some two heavy hitters. Okay. We can do the double haze. We call Southern Haze because it's all Southern Hemisphere hops. Um, it's a 9% double. Um, and then, of course, the sexy. You can't you can't come into this building and not and have a sexy. Um, it, and if you... I also have sour beer if you want to... I do have a small, like, sour program downstairs. Okay. Um, it's up to you. So we could do... Which one? We could do two of them on the podcast. We could do another one on the roof. Okay. What do you think? Man, it's on you. Yeah. Do you like the shotgun beer? Not really. I like to enjoy it. I mean, I could. Maybe not a 13% we, we should, No, style, that's what I was going to say. We could shotgun a beer on the roof later. We could do that for lulls and put it in the vlog. There you go. That's a that's a te- that's a Texas thing. Shout out to my homies back in Texas. <laughs> there you go. Shot, shotgunning beer. Um, it's it's a like thing. Like the. Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't have so. to do that. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll get okay. the um, the haze and the. Uh, I'll get the haze and the sexy. Yep. And then we'll just whatever you want to do. We'll talk amongst there, ourselves man. for a while. You're doing that. Yeah. And then we'll. Uh, yeah, it'll just take me a couple minutes to run down there and get it. Easy, brother. I gotta throw the sexy on tap, but we can make that happen. It won't take me but just a moment to do that. Uh, would you like Love some beer it. too? I feel like you should have one of both of these as well. You know what? Would, hey, you you're in on that. Need him. Oh yeah, she's not scared. You don't look scared. I don't think you don't look like you're scared. <laughs> There's no fear in those eyes. <laughs> like right when you walked in the door, I was like, perfect. Yeah, this is she's good be, to go. This is gonna be a good, good she's day. Good, she's down for everything today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Amazing. Yeah, these are all fantastic, brother. 
Alright. Yeah, I'll grab this so we can clear yeah. some table space. No worries at all. Uh, you want any more food while I'm down there? Throw something else in? I'm okay. Okay. Surprisingly. Um, I'm gonna keep actually... Yeah, I mean, we yeah. obviously, we still have this. Just, just ask okay. it. No, I We're appreciate it. We're very hospitable it. You, around I know, here. you guys are fantastic. We just, yeah, we need, you need to leave full and drunk. That's... <laughs> We're not drunk if you're driving. Yes. We're not, that's why. We're not yeah. driving anywhere. Right. We're getting a ride. Perfect. Yeah, so everything's fine. Yeah, Alright, sweet. Full cool. and drunk. Alright. That's what it is. <laughs> not full and drunk. It's it's the uh it's it's the cultures. Yeah, it's what it was. How it goes down. I'll be back man. Alright man. That's uh super solid guys. So all of those beers were great rose. The what? Yeah, no, I'll have a bit more food. Um definitely uh you know, that rosé fruit was fantastic. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, do it up. So anyway, guys, just me. Just me and you and some mountains. Yeah, so this place is really, really crazy. I know that a bunch of you guys probably, um, you know, might not be too into it being that they are bought out. Um, I find that it is our job as media to ensure that we speak to everyone and get their story. Uh, people like Blake, who, you know, is not an owner of the company. He's a uh, brewer who've uh, been through it. And it's really great to get his perspective on uh, things like the buyouts. Um, you know, when we did the Magic Hat interview, it was the same type of thing as well. We got to, uh, you know, really get, you know, uh, Chris's perspective that uh, the, the brewer there, that he'd also went through it. And it was it's sort of fascinating to see, I don't know, just how this stuff goes down. It's something that we're, um, all of us, you know, we, we hear about it. We all have strong opinions, but, um, you know, we, we need to, I guess, hear from every side. And, uh, you know, I mean, if the beer is good, the beer is good. Uh, you know, personally here, we've made it pretty obvious that we don't really like to support companies like AB InBev and stuff uh, based on what they do to craft. Um, at the same time, is you know, this is a human podcast. We're talking to the humans behind it. We're talking to someone like Blake, who, who is, you know, been making beer. He's passionate about it. Um, and, and as long as he's not interfered with by that company and the beers are good, I mean, like... What are you going to do? Um, and if it seems like that the people in the, the local scene here are also supporting him and um, and, the, and the brewery in general. Uh, personally, before this, I'm going to be honest, I had no idea. I hadn't heard of Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, a lot of the breweries we were talking to in Colorado, I hadn't heard of. Um, so I wasn't aware that they were um, bought out. I sort of heard whilst we were in town that they'd been bought out. Um, so... But this had already been organized. And I was like, you know what, it's good. I wanted, I would have done this anyway. Um, just like we did with Magic Hat. I just think it's, you know, our job to talk to people and get the full story and give that to you guys so you can make up your own mind um, how you feel about it. And I appreciate his honesty with everything. And, you know, he feels how he feels. Um, so, you know, look, if I'm going to be dead honest, like all the beers were genuinely really good so far. Like those four that we had and um, they were interesting, well-made beers. So... I haven't had any of their core brands. Um, I haven't really been to many liquor stores to even see them around, if I'm honest. I've been to a couple, but not like in detail uh, and really like scoped it out. So I assume I would hopefully get into that this week. Um, but yes, and, and look, even if I'm going to be real as well, this view is just disgusting. So, you know, I'm sitting on a, on a patio, just the, the, not a rooftop, like the first level um, patio here surrounded by gorgeous flowers and just staring at uh, sort of some rooftops and then probably 14,000 feet mountains. Um, very gorgeous town here in Breckenridge. We only really got like, 24 hours here, not even. 
uh, which certainly is not enough. Um, so hopefully this is somewhere we're going to be able to come back to. Um, definitely going to swing by that outer range brewery because uh, Troy from Casey also mentioned and said they do the best haze in the area. So I'm going to go swing by and pick up something at least to drink in Colorado Springs later today, tonight, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, guys, this is this is genuinely fantastic. I very much enjoyed uh, the Team Lactose. No way if you're listening. Hashtag Team Lactose. You heard it. Kiss my teeth. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's been a great trip so far. Um, you know, it's only the third podcast we've done in six days. It's been a little slow, but I think we do another one this afternoon, and then we have more uh, coming this week as well uh, before GABF. So we'll get into a, a, a bunch more stories, but we've also visited a whole bunch of brew pubs here for ones that the, the tourism board set up for us to visit. Um, like if you're listening to this episode and you don't know, we're actually visiting Colorado for 12 days uh, with Visit Colorado, who is the, uh, the local tourism board. We're working with each city as well. Um, and they've set up an itinerary for us and they're sending us around to, um, to do some podcasts and to vlog, to visit, visit distilleries, wineries and coffee roasters as well for Tiffany's Liquid X Happiness. So go follow her at Liquid X Happiness on Instagram. Um, they're our sister uh, platform that focuses on the other elements of um, uh, you know, all things liquid. So it's been a great trip. So just combining the four liquids, you know, Tiffany's our producer as well as my life partner. So, you know, it's been nice and easy for us to sort of cruise around. It's been pretty exhausting. The itinerary has been jam-packed every day already. Technically, what time is 12.29 p.m. We're supposed to leave at 12.30 to get to Colorado Springs by 3 and to look around at a market and then be at a brewery by five. So we probably can only push this another 30 minutes uh, real quick. Um, Blake said it'll take us two hours to get there, so it's not too bad, but yeah, I can't push it too much. We've been late for everything um, these days. It's just like, cause everything's so packed. And if you get into great conversations like this, you don't want to cut them short because Blake is a great dude. He's super, you know, chatty and he has a lot to say and he's funny and he gets it. He's a great dude. And that's happened a lot. Like. Sometimes uh, people answer talkative, sometimes they are. I don't like cutting them short, but because um, we can probably talk for a couple hours here. But it's what it is. We'll uh, get in as much as we can. Um, but yeah, it's been a really, really great trip. So at least we've visited a bunch of breweries. I'd say we probably visited like six or seven breweries at least, not including the ones that we um, interviewed. So we've definitely checked out a bunch of the scene. Um, you know, I've spoken about that, I guess, as far as the type of beers that I've tasted here. But this is definitely some of the best beers uh, so far. Yeah, I'd say here in Casey were, were yeah, some of the best. Definitely. Um, Palisade, I like them too. They were really good in uh, in area called Palisade, uh, Colorado, just outside of Grand Junction. Rockslide were good too. Tiff, come here. You got something in your hand? I was just I was just telling the folks. So I guess we'll we'll have these other couple of beers, do the lightning round, and then um, yeah, they're shortened version, then get out. So we're trying to uh, we keep getting feedback. I don't know if you guys have noticed a couple. Like it's only happened maybe twice, maybe three times tops, where people have tried to say that some of the well not tried they've said to us on air that the some of the lightning round questions are a little too similar. So we've cut it down a little bit, made it a bit more um, what's the word? Just a bit tighter. So it's uh, nice and easy, a bit more uh, to the point. If you guys have any suggestions for lightning round questions, like it's always welcome. Like sometimes there might be interesting things that we could just 
ask somebody nice and quick. So um, I'm with that. That could be fun just to switch it up a bit. I don't know. It's been like 100. This is what, 109. So, I mean, we've been doing the lightning round since we started interviewing, which would have been like, I don't know, 20, in the late teens, early 20s, I guess. I think we started doing that. So, like, we've had the same questions for um, quite some time, and they've evolved, but it all grown. We kept adding them, taking, I don't think we've even taken any out, we just kept adding them. So it'd be cool to, we want to refresh them. Actually, this, uh, after Colorado, we're doing a live podcast from um, Bo's Oktoberfest. So this will be well done by the time you guys get this. We're kind of banking up content right now. Um, live podcast from Bo's Oktoberfest, so it'll be fun, but... Um, we're going to be interviewing kind of like more of a panel so we're going to be uh, moderating a panel so far we've got four brewers I think they might have up to six and uh, we're going to sort of rehash some of the questions for that so maybe we might keep some of those uh, questions for the podcast going forward we'll see how that goes Um, but yeah it's good times Tiff you good? we out here Um, I'm looking forward to trying the haze if I'm going to be real with you about it Oh. oh yes, look at that. Oh, I walked through the building with sexy motor oil and staff is hating on me right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the little one, thank you. There we go then. Thank you. So yes, Hans from uh, Breckenridge Distillery told us last night about the sexy motor oil, so he was like, you have to drink, sorry, you have to drink that beer. And we're like, all right, yes sir. All right, brother. Taste time. Are you ready? Yeah. You didn't. You don't seem unprepared. You seem good to go. What's the haze called again? If you don't know, now you know. Uh, this one's actually called Southern Haze. Ooh, okay. That's, it makes you feel at home. Yeah. So it's all uh, Southern Hemisphere hops. Was the thinking behind it? So. Do you remember which? Yeah, I do. It's got a New Zealand Cascade uh, because apparently they've taken the Cascade genetics done their own thing with it yeah it's completely different than american grown cascade like it's nuts um it's got south african southern passion in it uh then it has uh enigma uh that was on the um uh the um, the, the brute yes yes yes, yes. uh then it also has uh vic secret from i'll show you as well from victoria represents yeah. All right. Well, let's get some haze in me. I can't wait a moment longer. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Oh, yeah. Solid. Tangy. Dusty. Yeah. Right? Um, what else would you describe that? It does. It's creamy. And I'd say it's like it's a month old and it's still drinking like that. Yeah. So uh, we like put it, it on tap. And it's all the staff drink, and we yeah. had other beers that needed to be drank, so we took it off tap. <laughs> yeah, God damn it, guys! <laughs> right? <laughs> can you not? Can you let people get some haze? Right. God. Oh, dumb faces for the win! You legend. All right, are you ready for lightning round? Of course. I knew you would be. I'm ready for whatever you're throwing this way, buddy. Mate, I'm gonna throw it at you. Guilty pleasure beer. Beer you would be afraid to that you enjoy that you wouldn't admit to a fellow craft beer nerd. Oh man! Yeah, we've all got them. We've all got them. <laughs> Guilty pleasure beer, right? I don't know if I can be quick with that one. I say mine would be Corona. I enjoy it. 
I mean, I guess if I'm gonna throw it out there, man, I love being ice cold Budweiser, and that is not an AVI thing. I promise you that. It is. I love I, I'm sorry, but from like a brewer standpoint, the beer is phenomenal. They make it in multiple locations. It tastes pretty much the exact same the more I drink go, right? it but it yeah I'd have to say Budweiser that, that does come up a lot it's, it's the house it's the house red I, house uh, red <laughs> the opposite beer you would decline under any circumstances any any chili beer any smoked beer don't do it don't like them can't the, 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 I've never had one I enjoy yeah the um so I, I guess weird. I guess I picked two, but that yeah, works. that works. I don't no no <laughs> a whole lot of no. The route the raspberries whatever they like one of the most yeah popular I don't no dislike. no we do a chili beer here from time to time because we a lot of people in Colorado like them we but we do not do a smoked beer here yeah. and I fight every time the chili beer comes up because like, oh, it's the time on. of the year for it right now right you're like Ugh, come on guys mm-hmm. do we have to mm-hmm. uh, favorite beer style I haze haze old day. Could you add uh, lactose in that at all? Well, not yet. We have put haze. We put lactose in our haze before, Good. for sure. And was it made it better, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so I, if you want my like example for that, yeah, is please. I've been to other half in uh, yes. Brooklyn. Yes, right. we were just there like, two weeks ago. The best. Um, they had a mosaic, like one of their mosaic beers. They had one with lactose and one without. I think it's the Daydream. Yes. And. The one with for my girl, I got her the lactose one. Like, I ordered two beers. I don't even think it was, like, the both, but I, like, got it, went back to the table, and she had the one, and I had taken a sip of it, and I stole it from her. Use it. Sorry, love. We're taking lactose. It's just, like, it's so good. And we were supposed to leave, and I looked at all of them, and I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to have another one. I was like, I don't care about to chug it. Like, I'm going to. It's worth it. It's so good. 9% haze. So good. Chug that shit. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. Team lactose. My man. Oh, Team Haze. We could do Team Haze as well. We could, we could do that. Why not? We, just, we say Haze Craze. Yeah, that's right. hashtag right. Haze Craze. That works for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, least favorite beer style. Doesn't mean you hate it, just least favorite. Ooh. I mean, so can I, if if I can take back, retract, I would say the smoky would be what I decline. Smoky would be, yeah. The chili would be my least, least favorite. favorite. Yeah. That was never come up before. I guess it's not that common, but... People here are loving them. I guess I have seen chili and everything out here, though. I feel like, yeah. Hey, whatever works, man. Favorite beer, city, destination, or country? Where do you like to go for your beers? Portland, nice. Oregon, yeah. Not Maine. You can't really go wrong. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, any anywhere around that bend. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, first beer you ever brewed? IPA. Homebrew? Yeah. If we went to first beer ever made here was an Imperial Red. Okay. We call it, we call it Love Rhino. Okay. It's kind of mocked after uh, Oscar Blues, uh, their goodnight. Mm. Okay. How was it? Super hoppy red. Yeah. It is fun. I mean, I can give you an interesting story behind that <laughs> if you want. <laughs> we just, um, it's before I worked here, like I was saying earlier, I hung out here a lot. And uh, Jimmy and I were down the street, like, drinking a beer. And he's like, do you want to brew with me tomorrow? And as a home brewer, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Duh. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want to make? And I was like, like, 
kind of looking at the taps that were sitting in front of us, and I saw that uh, Gnite, and I was like, what about an Imperial Red? And he was just like, yeah. He's like, we'll do it. He's like, Denver's brewed a... And when we refer to Denver, I'm talking about our production right about facility. The uh, they've brewed an Imperial Red before. I'll email them, get the recipe. So I show up the next morning. We start mashing in. And I do have a silo. So just base malt, just going in. And he's like, so what do you what do you want to put in this? And I just like look around. I'm like, we don't have a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we literally on the fly are like, mashing in and creating a recipe like as the water's boiling uh well at, yeah as we're like mashing into the mash on like it's and we still make that beer to this day it's my first commercial beer to ever make about a year before i started actually working here and we sick. still make love rhino to this day that's very cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Doesn't happen every time. Um, favorite and least favorite style to brew? I don't really like brewing a wheat beer. Yeah? Annoying stuck mash? Or? Yeah, they can just be a little bit of a pain. It's not really my favorite style. Um, just with a lot of wheat and things like that, a lot of it doesn't go through the mill. So you're adding it directly to the mash ton. We are the most like, it, it, like my green room is upstairs and my mash ton's down. So it's running up and down stairs like all day, like just up, down, up, down, up, down. Get out of bag, go upstairs, I put it back through the mill. Go downstairs, like it just, uh, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, right? right? Run marathons and sea level. Yeah, I, we get a lot that like you guys are the skinniest brewers we've ever met, and well, it's, I have a three-story brewery. Like you, grain room, <laughs> brew house, fermentation, cellar downstairs. So it's it's stairs all day long. Stairs. That's good. Uh, yeah. I need gym. Yeah, we call it free free workouts because when a you know, a thousand pounds of grain show up on a pallet. Yeah. Guess who gets to lug all that shit upstairs? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Worth it. So that was your least favorite style to brew? Yeah. What about favorite? Favorite IPAs. I love dumping a shit ton of hops in a kettle. It's just fun, huh? Yeah, yeah. it's just like, it's it just, it just, it just makes me really, really happy. <laughs> that smell. And it just, yeah, it does. The leaf stuff. <laughs> I love it. Um, worst bee you've ever made? Whether worst was, worst beer I've ever made. So whether it was commercial and you dumped it or like a homebrew or something like that? Uh, I would have to say it was a homebrew. Yeah. I kind of made a, like, um, it w wasn't mead. I would forget the name of the style, but it had a shit ton of honey in it. Okay. A lot of coriander. Um, it was five gallons, and I probably poured a pint of it, and the rest went down the drain. That happens. Yeah. Kind of annoying. I feel like it hurts more as a home brewer. It does because you're only making five gallons. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, the oh. same like six, seven hour day, but you're as making a, five gallons yeah. instead of ten barrels. Like yeah. it's going back to home brewing, like I I love it. I haven't home brewed in like two years. Yeah. I, sh I wanna I the other day I saw my stuff and I was like, oh, man, we should we should give it a crack. Yeah, but forty hours a week in a brew house going home, the last thing you want to fucking do <laughs> is, is make beer. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, right? Yeah, it's really, enough. Yeah. Like, just do it at work. For sure. Good. And yeah. on top of that, I'm fortunate enough that, like, if I want to make it, we just make it. Right. You can just do that Like, shit. I don't. It's yeah. not like, oh, we can't do that. It's okay. Let's like, make like, it. Do you have a pilot <laughs> system for that stuff? Like, small? No. 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 Like I said. Oh, like you said, straight to the big dogs. Straight. All or nothing. I like that. I like that. Um, that was the worst beat you've ever made. What music do you listen to when you brew? 
Uh, as we talked about, like I'm, I am old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess guilty pleasure. I do like a lot of. Uh, I'm an EDM guy too. Okay. I like you know going to DJ shows. They're they're a lot of fun. Yeah, Dead Mouse, like things like that. I am I am into that. Pretty Lights. He's a local guy. Oh, I he's love big, Pretty Lights. Yeah. From here? Uh, yeah, he's from uh, Fort Collins. No shit. Say Dead Mouse from Toronto. Yep. Nice. Yeah, he used to come into that. We worked at the Apple Store. He used to come into the Apple Store. Nice. You can tell because he's got the big yeah, tattoo. Yeah, he does. He does. You can't hide it, man. Yeah. Hat down as low as you like. Yeah. Yeah. I get it sick. Yeah, that's, I never heard EDM before. Normally, like brewers, like it blew my mind. Casey, like Troy, was listening to hip hop, and all the fermenters were named after rappers and producers. Like breweries never are. It's never always like punk. Like metal, right, right. Like it's very rarely something else. No. So EDM is actually one of the yeah, first ones. Yeah, DJ guy. I like that. Yeah, I like that. switch it up. Yeah, switch it up. No. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite hop? Be cool. Be cool. Favorite what? Hop. Hop. Simcoe. All right. For sure. I don't. Awesome. Even have, I don't even have to think about that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, just it's it will always be just piney, grapefruit. Our double IPA is like 90% Simcoe, a touch of Citra. Okay. It's, I just, I, I'll, always, I'll always love it. It is a beautiful hop. It is, it, it's, yeah. And now that all these other cool hops are coming out, you can get a hold of as much of it as you want. Right. And it's Thank fine. Thank God. <laughs> and for cheap. <laughs> Cheaper, cheaper. anyways. <laughs> Not like Nelson Grasses. Oh cheap. my God, don't even get me <laughs> yeah, started. Out of control. Yeah. Uh, what does your family think of your job? What does my family think of my job? I think that my dad, my mom doesn't drink, period. Okay. She'll take sips of beer and say it's beer. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, that's what she says. But she's not a drinker. Uh, My my father, I think I worked for him for eight years. I still do part time for. I think he kind of like thought maybe it was just like a fad, like something that would go away. But when he saw me, like I guess winning awards as a home brewer, and then like coming here and just like growing as a brewer, like my dad is honestly become one of my biggest fans and i i can't say a nicer thing to my dad than that because i think he hoped i'd take over the family business and that's not the deal yeah so that happens a lot yeah uh commercial property tax appeals living it living and dying by spreadsheets we'll just leave it at that very different but i do think that like the tediousness of that and organization of that has translated into, into like the processes yeah. and like yeah. nailing it down. Yeah. I think that's really key. That's why a lot of brewers uh, often they either do your your uh, type of thing, or as a home brewer to a craft brewery, or they do uh, not macro brewer, but like a larger independent brewery, like I don't know, some like New Belgium or something, where right. it's like you're making this fat tire. All day, every five day. days a week, all I day, every day. I, I don't ever want to do that. Right, a lot of people don't want to do that, but it teaches young brewers like processes and adherence to like all of that stuff. I think it's it does. Like, boring as shit. Couldn't agree. Like, it's part of the uh, yeah. paying your dues, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And the last question is, oh, damn, I memorized it now. I've forgotten it. What's your favorite adjunct? We know what it is. <laughs> we know. I can say it if you like. Hashtag Team Lactose. But if I did have to pick a favorite, but seriously, folks, you know I don't feel like coriander gets enough credit. Wow, Ooh. there's a random wow. one. I like you breaking all the weird ones out. Coriander is pretty fine. I don't know if I've ever specifically noticed 
the kind of contribution. I know it's in a lot of beers, like Ozes and whatever, whatever. I didn't bring this up, but we, I have one homebrew recipe that we make here of all. Okay. Just because, like, they're my beers. Like, yeah, my goal one day is to do my own thing. So, we do. We have it on tap right now. It's Summer Lovin'. It's a American Saison. It's coriander, orange peel, and, like, hoppy Saison. I don't know. I just, like, gonna, like, we used to not put it in our Goza coriander, and then I started kind of sneaking it in there. And I just like the characteristic you get from coriander right and i think that a lot of people shy away from it like you're trying to do something like make up for something maybe i don't know i just i dig coriander in beer i like that the citrus characteristics you get from it are pretty sweet so yeah i'm into it i love it i never would have thought that that would be my answer yeah uh, (laughs) but the more i think about it i'm fine with that never heard that ever (laughs) speaking of coriander all right so sexy motor oil the infamous so this is a what we said? We, we obviously make a lot of beer around here, yes. but this has taken a lot of traction around here. We don't make a lot of it. Um, it's Sexy Motor Oil. We had the name Sexy Motor Oil for an entire year but before we the made beer? a beer that it was like worthy of the name. Okay. Because a, a, a lot of other brewers may attest to this, like naming a beer is the hardest fucking yeah, thing right? you could ever think of. It's everything is taken. Yeah. I don't mind like I use on I used to I'm an un, I used to be an untapped junkie. I have like an ungodly amount of check-ins. <laughs> it's like stupid. Makes you I look bet. like the biggest alcoholic of all time yeah. when you start looking at it. Um I don't do it anymore. I've faded. The only reason I use it now is to look up who has named this beer. Right. If like one or two people have done it, great. Then I don't care. We'll do it. If like a hundred or like twenty people have done it, then we come up with something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great name. Yeah, so the first beer ever brewed here uh, was our oatmeal stout. Okay. Uh, They still do make it to this day. Um, So this is an imperial oatmeal stout. Uh, coming out of the fermenters, usually around like 11, 11, and a half percent. We've always aged it in uh, bourbon barrels from the distillery. Okay. As Hans told you, you've got to come have the sexy motor oil. Yeah, he was insistent. He was very specific. Maybe yes. write it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun thing about this one is this was aged in a port barrel. A port cast. So this is a different variant. So they actually put out a port bourbon. Uh, so they do their bourbon. Then they finish it off in the port yeah. cast yeah. for like five or six months. It doesn't sit there very long, according to them. Um, it's just to kind of finish it off and add this like nuance to it. Yeah. And um, they don't do it all the time. And they hit us up one day. or like, hey, we have these port casts. Do so you guys want one? Uh, we ended up with two of them. Uh, we had never done it in that so there is still a bourbon characteristic to it because they did put their bourbon in it um but i like i literally off of this beer get like chocolate covered cherries there are no cherries and there is no chocolate in In any of this and we uh this is lab tested at like 13.45 is where it comes out at well on that note get in there Cheers. 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 Yeah. Goddamn. That's fantastic. Right. Sweet. 
creamy. But do you get what I'm saying about yeah. the cherry yeah. chocolate? Like, no, there's no fruit, nothing. Yeah, it's good. It's, I don't know. We make a lot of good beer around here. This may top the charts on... And I, like, it, you can go downstairs right now. I have four barrels, and my barrel room's full. <laughs> Beautiful. Is a lot more coming? Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, we have some of this. Uh, I have one more port. There's actually one, two, yeah, there's four barrels down there right now. There's one more port. I wanted it to sit longer. I don't like to go less than four months. Okay. In a barrel. Uh, this was right at four months. We emptied this. We were all just like giddy about it. Yeah. And uh, so there's another one of these. There's two more um, whiskey barrels down there with it, mm-hmm. or bourbon, Breck bourbon. No disrespect to whiskey or bourbon. I just get lost in the difference of the two of them. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of complicated. Uh, one of them, I'm gonna dump about fifty pounds of raspberry puree in. And do a raspberry version of it. We've never done a fruited sexy. That'd be sick. Uh, then I also, I also, there's a uh, winery in town called Carboy Winery. They gave us a Pinot Noir barrel, and I have a Pinot Noir barrel full of this as well. Okay, so that's pretty serious. Yeah, we just empty it literally one barrel at a time. Right. It's three kegs. Perfect. It never, it never hits the. It'll never be on the list. Uh, it's always secret on one of our two secret taps. Yeah. Uh, there's no to-go on this. Um, yeah, it's can... just to have here. Uh, we brewed it. We take shots of it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see uh, that. We used to have liquor. Uh, when we got bought out, we don't have liquor anymore. It has nothing to do with ABI, by the way. It's just a just state it law. Yeah. Our licensing changed, so we don't have liquor anymore. Um, so right afterwards, we were like, we need a big beer to take the shots of. So... Sexy Motorol SMO. You can get SMOD. Getting SMOD is a thing. What's that mean? Oh, uh, the SMO. Oh, SMO. Like SMOD. Yeah. that. Right. SMO me. SMO me. SMO me now. Make it a double. Double SMO. I love it. Uh, mate, this is awesome. Uh, thank you so much for your time. You're a gentleman. We get to do this all day. We didn't have to yeah, go to we goddamn Colorado Springs. I, uh, I want to say two things. Yes. One thing. On my opinions about ABI, they're my opinions. Yes. Uh, I like I said that you know that distribution side, I know nothing about that. I get the arguments on both sides. I do just want to put that out there. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, the other thing is like I've said a lot of I I I just because we're sitting here and talking, but we're a team here. Yep. Um, Jimmy is our head brewer. Uh, Jimmy's been here for a long time. Um, we have two assistants, like I said. Uh, Greg and Suzanne. I want to give a shout out to both of them. Uh, Suzanne is my, she's my grasshopper. Uh, she never had brewed a beer in her life. Right. And she works in the brew house with us. She's killer. Uh, she's killing it. Love she it. is. Um, it's awesome. I love to see women getting involved with beer. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. And um, I'm, I'm very proud of her. And just, I've, she's, she's doing a good job. You know, Fantastic. so I do want to be clear about that, that this is a team thing around here Definitely. and we all have input in all of our beers and everybody touches them. Everybody does everything. And anyways, I just, I just no, wanted to, uh, whatever I, I it just, as I walked away, like I thought like, about uh, like, what did I just say? Like off the cuff of my head. Yeah, <laughs> so man. those are the two things. So no, ABI, no everybody have your opinions, man. If you hate, you hate it. It is what it is. It's your opinion. And um, like I said, I said a little I, but it is we. 
It truly is. Um, it's just just in the moment. That's what we're. Well, I mean, we're talking, talking to, like about. you said, we're talking to you. We're talking about your experience. Right, so right. the I never it didn't even cross my mind that it was anything. Right. And I, I guess you know, hopefully, people realize that it's never. It's very rarely a one one person right, show. Right. Right. Um, so that's good. It, also, it, it definitely is not here. It's no, a team no. effort. It's fantastic. So, I love that. And yeah. also, just while, while you were doing that, I was just yapping to myself or yapping to the people and like. I like your candor about everything with, with this, and I appreciate your openness uh, with the AB stuff because it is touchy. And I was saying it's my job as a like we're presenting this information. I have to be agnostic and be like, well, what are the facts, and, right. and get everybody's side. So I know a lot of the audience aren't going to be receptive to that, right? And that's fine. I'm sure we, there'll, there'll be the hate from what, be, what, what like, my opinion is, yeah. and that's great. You can hate on it because I'm hating on you for yeah. having <laughs> your opinion. You know I mean, what I mean? Like it, it truly is. Yeah, so. I get it. And it's I mean, fine. You're in you're in it, right? So I mean like everyone can talk shit. Yeah. But you live it, yeah. you lived it, you are living yeah. it, and you went went. And through we live change. in this touchy world right now. Yeah, everyone's like it's every, everyone's you, super you, Everybody gets you. offended. All everybody's the time. so offended. Like nobody's it's allowed a, to have an opinion anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a little pretty ridiculous. it's it has gotten a little ridiculous. I mean, yeah, but. Sometimes there's too many, like you don't know what you can and can't say. Yeah. But even beyond that, just no, what here, you should say is you should say whatever the fuck you want to say. And if you're a piece of shit, then people will know. That's fine. Yeah, be better people know. Yeah, and that's fine. And but, the pieces of shit—that's their opinion, and they're passionate about that. So and they, you don't have to agree with them, but there's no reason to roast those people just because you have a different opinion. Fair. And I think that yeah, hopefully the beer people will at least be able to, even if they feel away about it, be able to hear what you had to say. Being as someone who you don't have any stake in the company, yeah. you don't know an owner. You. I didn't have a vote. Yeah, like you didn't get to see. You got told. <laughs> Nobody to asked before. me, "Do you want to sell out to AVI?" Yeah, yeah. And if I had a vote, it didn't count anyway. And all so pay- it doesn't yeah. like so it doesn't like I didn't have an opinion in it, and I'm not quitting my job. Like, guys, look at this. Yeah, you're right. AVI yeah. bought me out. I should quit <laughs> brewing here just because of that. Yeah, you know, and you go work work in a warehouse district in Des Moines, no Iowa. No offense to Des Moines, but that's just, just what town. first came to mind for whatever reason. I'm sure it's a great town, but town. the views are wonderful. <laughs> Those four walls, the window at the top, if you're lucky. Um, right. Mate, where can they find you online? Whether it's the, the brewery or yourself. Uh, at Breck Brew Pub. Yep, that's is the where we're at. Yeah, Perfect. for sure. So um, there is at Breckenridge Brewery as well. Okay, that's um, more the I don't do Facebook. No, no, too political. It's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of opinions on Facebook. A lot of aunties on there. Back to the there. touchy subject. I got tired of giving an opinion in like a hundred comments. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a very opinionated person. I will be the first to admit that. Hey man. But so I just go to Instagram. It's photos. Nice it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I literally and I gave up Facebook for a month, and that was two years ago. And I have yet and to now, go back. Damn. I just haven't. So Instagram, yeah, and at Breck Brew Pub. So that's specific to here. That just uh, you will hear about like what's on our on the secret taps. You hear about upcoming beers, uh, things like that. Fantastic. Um, then, like I said, there's at Breckenridge Brewery as well. They want to see uh, the that's kind of the, the like yeah company wide. Yep. Um, so there's the two of those. Follow that. Oh yeah, amazing man. Thank you again. That was fantastic. Really yeah, enjoyed man. it. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna it's get a this photo. To hang out. It really was. I want to get this photo on the roof yeah. for this one. Shit, switch it up. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, and hit the notification bell. Ding. So you know when the new new drops. Hashtag. 
Team Lactose. <laughs> Comment that on literally everything you see to do with Blake, Breckenridge Brew, us, your mother, your grandma. <laughs> and and your tag mate. at Bruce Traveler 365 behind hashtag Team, team Lactose. Lactose. You'll love it. Um, follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio so you can hear very attractive gentlemen like Uncle Blake right here talk about beer and lactose for an insanely long amount of time. Uh, Spotify, we're up on there now. Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. That's it, guys. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, guys.